Hi friends, and welcome to the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place for you to be encouraged and equipped in your walk with Christ. I'm your host, Megan. Welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan, and as you already heard from this intro, I am the host of this podcast and the founder of She Lives Purposefully, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this episode today. We have such a good episode. We are talking about faith doubts, how to conquer those doubts, um, just talking about them in general. I did a poll on my Instagram, and a lot of you struggle with these things, and guess what? So did I. I struggled big time with faith doubts, um, and we'll dive into more of that later in this episode, but I am super stoked for it. This is for you if you are going through doubts in your faith right now, or if you know somebody who is. This is such a good episode for you to feel better equipped in how to help them, but also for them to um, hopefully feel encouraged and equipped themselves. If you're going through this, this whole episode, I hope and pray, is such an encouragement and an empowering episode to hear for you. If you've never doubted, and I know that actually applies to many people, it was like mind-blowing to me to know that people didn't doubt their faith when I was going through that. And um, But if that is you, that is an incredible thing. Um, And I now know after going through that season myself of doubting, I know that a lot of people don't experience that. I want to encourage you to soak in this episode on how to actually talk to your friend who is doubting. And I mean, send this to them because we are all tackling hard things. And this is such a common thing to be tackling in our faith because oftentimes many of us need to wrestle with these things. We need to wrestle with our faith doubts. And I would say as somebody who doubted, be gracious and loving and long-suffering with those who are doubting. I am so thankful for the people in my own life who were that for me. Endure with your brothers and sisters in Christ in this area. Jude 22 says to us to have mercy on those who doubt. So I want to encourage you to be that for other people. And if you are, you know, somebody who doubts to even have mercy with yourself. Um, And real talk, vulnerability moment. If you have been following along long enough, um, you know, as, as I mentioned even earlier in this episode, that I struggled with doubts big time. Um, And we are going to dive into that, but I want you to know that you are not alone. Praise the Lord. And from somebody who is on the other side of that, you are not rare in this struggle. You're not alone in this struggle. And it is possible to overcome. And guess what? The Lord wants that for you. He wants you to overcome these faith doubts. Doubts are a struggle because at least for me, It feels like you have one or a hundred of them and you cannot seem to move forward in your walk with Christ. And I don't know where you are. Maybe you don't want to move forward in your walk with Christ and maybe you do, but doubts hold us back and they don't let us move deeper into that relationship unless you give them to the Lord. 
and we'll dive into more of that too. I'm going to be honest with you. This episode is going to be filled with a lot of love, just like we talked about having mercy and love. And it's something that I've struggled with, so I can really relate to, but also it's going to have kind of a little bit of a pushy tone too, because I can relate and I know that doubts are hard and can be all consuming, but also I have seen too many friends struggle with doubts for too long, myself included. I struggled for six years, six years of doubts. So I'm preaching to the choir here, but I think that oftentimes when we struggle with these things, we either one, refuse to embrace the freedom we do have in Christ, or two, don't actually get serious about our doubts. And that's why part of this episode might feel a little bit stern because if you don't get serious about your doubts, your doubts will get serious about you and they will take over. And it's not because they're powerful enough and it's not because they're right, but because you let them walk all over you. And so I want to really equip you in this episode to not let that happen. I want you to be able to turn from doubts. I want you to feel like you're not alone. I want you to feel encouraged, but also equipped because your faith matters. What you believe matters. So this is going to be a hype and serious conversation because we're talking about something that attacks our faith in Christ. And as a fellow sister in Christ and a fellow doubt struggler, I love you and I don't want you to struggle the way I did. And if you already do, and maybe you have for years, just like I did, I want you to know that there is freedom in Christ. There is freedom. I also want to note The Gospel Coalition says this, and I really liked it. It says, I've found that there are primarily two types of doubters. The first, walking away from God and believe they're finding freedom. The second, feel like they're walking away from their faith and they're deeply disturbed about it. The difference with the second is that they are always facing God, crying out with arms outstretched for him to help. Transparently, I was the second. It ate me up inside that I doubted, and I do want to try to address doubts from both perspectives today, which again is why there's going to be a mix of love on love on love, but also a stern warning in love. Okay, so let's dive into just my own testimony with doubting. I started doubting in junior high, so probably sixth or seventh grade, um, which, yeah, it was was junior high, middle school at my school. And that, I think, was just primarily when I started to get exposed to a different kind of um, faith and questions and things that were happening in the world. And I grew up in the church, so up until that point, it was just, like, flooded with the good things of Jesus. And, you know, fo- all following that, too. But I think it was the first time where I was really exposed to new topics, new conversations, new um, beliefs, and all of that. So I really started to struggle with, um, with doubting there. And I, um, remember that from the get go, I think I pretty much opened up to my parents about it. And my dad is a pastor and he was really helpful. And so too, I guess just an encouragement for anybody who is serving in the church. Maybe you are a pastor's kid, maybe you're a missionary's kid and you feel like, Oh, I shouldn't be doubting. I literally grew up in all of this. Like that was me. You know, my parents both served in ministry for so long and, um, my dad is a pastor and my mom has stepped alongside him in ministry. And I was doubting and my, you know, my mom worked at the Christian school that I went to. And it just felt like I can't really talk to many people about this because I don't want people to know that I am struggling with this. Um, 
because I'm supposed to kind of have it all together. But praise the Lord, my parents were people that I felt comfortable opening up to about it, even though I maybe felt this um, not really existent, but self-imposed pressure from the rest of the world to have it all together. I really, like my parents never made me feel like I, I had to or couldn't open up to them about these things or anything along those lines. So, you know, talking again about people who are really long-suffering, my parents were that for me. The amount of times that I like, re-prayed for salvation with my dad just because I wasn't sure or the amount of like articles and videos and books that he sent me or we went through to really talk about the different questions that I had because these questions really range from you know um, scientific questions, um, things, you know, involving like, all right, how do I reconcile the book of Genesis with what, um, a lot of the science community says and topics like that, but also, um, what about other religions and what if those are true and mine is not, or, or even just like, I believe Christianity is true, but what if I'm believing it incorrectly? What if I'm missing something and, and that kind of doubt or fear as well? So I had a range of doubts, um, pretty much any doubt under the sun, I think I had it. And again, this was like six years going. So there was a lot of time to really dive into every single doubt that there is. Um, and so, yeah, I struggled with that from junior high through high school. Um, and you know, it fluctuated, it came and went, but like I said before, I feel like my heart was always, it was eating at me that I was doubting. Like I wanted to have peace with my faith and where I was at. Um, and just with the Lord and, and, I wanted to know something to be true. Like I wanted to have assurance and faith um, versus all of these doubts. And so I um, was struggling with those things. A lot of it was hidden. I don't think any of my friends, maybe many of them, maybe some of them did, um, knew that I was really struggling with my faith um, and doubts along those lines. And I went to again, I wanted to conquer it. It wasn't something that I was trying to, um, it wasn't like I didn't want Jesus and Christianity. I just was like struggling to know if it was true. So I went to Bible college my first semester outside of high school. And I remember, I think this verse might still be in my Instagram um, bio, my personal page, but I remember reading one day and it was a Sunday morning, I think, and I was reading, doing my devotionals, and I read, I think it's Matthew 14, it is where Peter is walking, well, Jesus is walking on water, and Peter joins him in that, and it says that Peter started to look at the waves and the wind, you know, at the storm around him, and he started to drown, he started to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me, and the next verse says that Jesus immediately reached out his hand to save. And I remember reading that and I closed my Bible and I was so frustrated and I was just praying to the Lord who, you know, I was confused about where I even was in my relationship with the Lord, but I was praying. I have been praying to you for six years to help me with my faith doubts, to help me conquer this. I don't know, you know, all of these things and all of these questions. And I have wanted you to give me peace and direction and just assurance. And I've prayed for those things and you have not given them to me. And here in this verse, it says that you immediately reached out your hand to save and you have not done that for me. And I honestly was really, I remember being very like almost bitter about it and upset about it. Just kind of that contrast and seeing Peter and how the Lord immediately reached out his hand to save him. But I did not feel the same for my own life. And this is where I just want to do a quick plug for just the importance of reading your Bible. Because um, if I hadn't read those verses 
that morning, I, I don't know what it would have looked like for me to be free from my doubts because later that day, we had a chapel and we were singing a newer song at chapel and, oh, I forget what the name of the song is, but the line goes, you are the hand that reaches out to save. I am set free. And I remember um, just hearing that word, like hearing those lyrics and just thinking to myself, like, these are the exact words I heard this morning. Like, you are the hand that reaches out to save. And it really felt like the Lord was just speaking to me in that moment. Like, he is reaching out his hand to save me. And I was wondering, like, what does that look like? And the next line says, I am set free. It is for freedom that I am set free. And it just was this very, like, Lord speaking to me moment when I realized I already have freedom in Christ from anything that I struggle with, whether it is sin, and in this case, it was doubts um, that were really big and felt all-consuming. And, you know, early that morning, I was upset because I felt like he hadn't reached out to his hand to save me immediately. And with this song and reminding me of those things that I read that morning with those same lyrics, with the same verse, he reminded me that he has. He said, I have already reached out my hand to save you. There is already freedom in Christ that we have at the cross that he already won for us. The Lord has already given me victory over the things that I struggle with and I can have freedom and I can walk in that victory. And from that moment, I decided, I was like, all right, I have worked through these doubts. I really have struggled through these doubts and I've really worked through them and watched videos and articles and all of these things. And I have answered, honestly, it came to a point when I felt like I had answered all of my questions, but I just was still unsure and still struggling. And I decided in that moment, like I have freedom in Christ and I am going to walk in that. And from that day on, I didn't struggle with doubts anymore. And it's been incredible because I have been able to, because of the doubts that I walked through, talk with other girls who have struggled with doubts and even talked with um, people of other faiths and been able to be confident enough to talk to them about their faith and not question mine and know for a fact that this is what I believe and this is what I know to be true. And I can still talk to you about what you believe talk to you about what I believe too and not be swaying and unsure and um, tossed to and fro, you know, with the different things that the world throws at us and the different beliefs and questions and new ideas because I have already struggled through the doubts and the Lord has given me freedom and victory in them. So that is my own testimony with doubts um, from junior high through, I guess, early college. So now we are going to dive into three truths about where you're at if you are doubting. But before we do, I want to introduce a new sponsor for the podcast today. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. Life is full of twists and turns, moments of growth and moments where we feel like we are taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself and for your loved ones through all of the struggles that life can bring. Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. I've always supported others going to counseling, but I didn't think I needed it. When I went to counseling for the first time a couple of years ago, it was life-changing and mindset-changing. Most importantly, my counselor was a Christian and brought the Lord into all of our conversations. 
at Faithful Counseling, you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor and schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed until you find the right one for you. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. We all need someone to talk to and faithful counseling can help visit faithfulcounseling.com backslash she lives purposefully and get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve. She lives purposefully podcast listeners get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com backslash backslash she lives purposefully. Let's dive into those three truths about where you're at if you are in a place of faith doubts too. Number one, know that you are not alone. Number two, you are not in an unconquerable struggle. Number three, you are in a place where real, raw faith and knowledge can bloom. Okay, so let's break those down. You are not alone and you are not in an unconquerable struggle. I went on a missions trip once and someone had opened up about their doubts with their faith on this team. And the pastor asked us how many of us currently or have ever struggled with their faith and doubts with their faith. And 90% of the room raised their hands. These were leaders in ministry, people on a missions trip, people I respected. And it was the greatest relief to know that I wasn't a quote unquote bad Christian for struggling with doubts. I was right in the lot with so many who I admired. And it was also incredible to know that these people had overcome just like I did. You are in a place where real, raw faith and knowledge can bloom. In this hard place where you are questioning so much, you're unsure about all the things, friend, I want to encourage you to take this place not as a time to wallow and hide from doubts and questions, but to run full speed ahead into them wisely, to cast them at the feet of Jesus, trusting him with them, and to seek them out. Seek him and you will find him. Bring those doubts and questions to the Lord because, friend, he is not afraid of them. I dare you to not crumble the second something in the divine doesn't make sense, but to rest on faith and to run deeply into the vast resources and knowledge that there is, that you might come out as someone with a gift of faith, as someone who is abundant in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, as someone who is wise and knowledgeable and a warrior in the faith, as someone who can give a hand to someone else and lift them up. I think that taking the season and seeing it as an opportunity for growth rather than to give up because maybe you just can't figure it out right now is not only an empowering way to look at it, but you don't, but it's empowering to know too that you don't need to deconstruct. You don't need to turn away. You don't need to see your questions as too big and turn from them. Looking at it this way is not only empowering, but it's necessary. If we do allow our doubts, which are very real, to come into our hearts and our minds unchecked, unlooked into, then we allow them to win. And if you're anything like me, you may be thinking, well, maybe they're supposed to win because if my doubts are right, then I should acknowledge that. And friend, you're so right. If your doubts and questions are right, 
then you should follow something else, but seek it out. Because some of us, not all of us, but some of us, real talk, and here's my stern few sentences, find that letting doubts win without seeking them out too hard, like it's life and death worthy, which it is, is easier than seeking out the answers to what matters most in life. And it's easier to just agree with what everyone is telling you or what you in your 20 to 30 to 40 years of life seem to have finally found in this loophole to Christianity that those for thousands of years never figured out or explained. Then that is when you're letting not what you think is true win, but just another belief system win and a belief system that you didn't even really dive into. You didn't question that one, you're just questioning this one. More often than not, this is not everybody, of course, but a lot of times we are seeing this. So friend, dive in deep. Let this be a place that grows you spiritually, grows your faith in Christ. John 20, 29 says, blessed are those who believe without seeing. And James 1, 3 says, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness so let it. And it matters. If you would all think maybe, just maybe, that Jesus could be the way and what the God of the Bible says is true, potentially, maybe, maybe it's true, then if it is true, your eternity is at stake. And the way you live your life here is at stake. It is worth it to dive in and figure it out. So here is what I did with my questions and doubts. First, what I did was I prayed and I kept walking with the Lord. However far on the doubting meter you are, if God is real and if he does want you to know that he is true, he will answer you when you call. So I prayed. I prayed, if you are good, if you are real, all those ifs. I prayed and guess what? I was open to If I were to call my friend over and invite her over to tell me why, um, I don't know, her anti-inflammatory diet is changing her life. I'm really big on that right now. If I invited her over to tell me that, but when she came over, I was wearing headphones and listening to a podcast on why inflammatory foods are really important while she was talking to me, trying to explain what she believes. I'm not actually looking for what she has to say or looking even to hear what's true or hear the different perspectives because... I am choosing to ignore everything she's telling me and just choosing to see my own point of view. Now that example is flawed because that reality of what happened to my friend, um, of her experience with her anti-inflammatory diet is personal to her. And what we're talking about here is something that is much more important because if it's true, it applies to everyone how much more ready to actually learn and actually be at least opening to hearing God's voice should I be. So I prayed and I was open, but also I kept my walk with God going. I read my Bible daily. I attended church multiple times a week. I poured the things of the Lord into myself. And I did this because, and we'll talk about this next, just because doubts exist doesn't mean I have to think that they are right. Just because doubts exist doesn't mean that I have to think that they're right. I can pour into myself, and if the doubts are right, they will show themselves true, but I don't need to let the walls down because they knocked on the door and rather intruded. The Gospel Coalition puts it this way. 
Live according to the faith you still have. Doubt is not unbelief. Plus, God claims to be alive, and he claims that his word is alive and sharper than a two-edged sword and active, so lean on that. Live expecting that he will show up. He and his words can meet our doubting hearts. Put that to the test with a humble heart. Second, I had to uncover where I thought truth came from. And sometimes this seeps into the rest of the process, but I had to realize where does truth come from? If I don't know, if that's my doubt, keep listening. But if I believe something here, check your doubts here. What does where truth comes from, where you believe it comes from, if it's the Lord, say about what your doubts are telling you? Do they contradict? Then always go back to where you believe the truth is. Next, I saw it and I fought. I saw it counsel. I read articles. I watched videos. I listened to sermons. I debated with family members, all the things, and I read my Bible. And then I also did much of the same for the opposing side. But I didn't just let my doubts win because they showed up to the party. I fought back and so should you. And too, I think oftentimes because doubts come in, we assume that they're true. And I think I need to prove my beliefs to them. Oftentimes I feel like I need to prove that I'm like my beliefs are right and they're coming in. I need to prove why I believe God is real to my doubts, but really, I mean, they should have to prove themselves to you. Don't accept them just because they're there. Challenge them. Doubts or questions may feel like you're finding freedom as you dive in, that you're finally hearing what's true, often without looking into those doubts and questions too much, but challenge that. Give your same easy trust you give to those doubts to God instead. I'm going to link a bunch of resources for you in the show notes pertaining to specifically things like the whole, um, why the whole Bible is infallible or accurate and written by God and not just by the opinions of man or things on creation, things about when science seems to come against faith, but it really doesn't, um, or even topics on other religions. So I'm going to link a bunch of resources for you in the show notes. I encourage you to check them out. If there is a topic that you struggle with that I didn't include, feel free, please, to message me on Instagram or via email, and I will get you anything that I can. Okay, so I also checked my pride at the door. That was my next step. Number four, as I started to uncover truths, my mind would so quickly go back to the same argument, even if I had just found evidence to conquer it. It was as if I was determined to stump God. And I didn't want to, but I was afraid. What if I missed a doubt? What if even though I've uncovered things that show me that the God of the Bible is it, what if there's more? I should still be doubting, right? I think when we get to that place, it's important to check our pride at the door. Humbly accept that his ways are not my ways. This applies to doubts and also maybe our own opinions that don't align with his ways. But then I accepted that there were things I might not figure out. And that's where choosing faith comes in. That doesn't mean I was proven wrong or that I ignored it. But it does mean that sometimes my finite mind, my speck of dust here on earth that I am for 80 plus years, maybe won't understand an infinite God. And I embraced freedom. If you remember in my story, the Lord showed me that he had already set me free. 
that I was actually choosing to stay stuck while crying out to him to show me and to free me. That I was actually, I had actually answered so many of my questions, but still felt like I needed to stay where I was. He showed me I was already set free. That was something that I just had to claim in him and walk in. And so I did. I chose that very moment to believe that I didn't actually have to struggle with doubts any longer. And you know what? Because I had actually conquered many of them in my mind and heart already, but I held on to them anyway. Once I chose to accept that freedom, I stopped doubting. And what was six years of doubt led to now eight plus years of confidence in Christ. So friend, seek answers. Open up yourself to him. Give him your doubts. Research them out all the while keeping close to him, which is so important. And embrace the freedom already found in Christ. He broke my chains of doubts. And I know that he can break yours too. Don't miss next week's episode. We have some incredible guests coming on the podcast the rest of this month, and I'm really excited for them and for you to hear those conversations. We'll be talking about peace. We'll be talking about being equipped in entertainment. We're going to be talking about um, even marriage and being a new wife in the near future. Um, and we're also going to be talking about our words and the power of our words. And I'm really stoked. And also don't miss our next study of Esther, which will be coming Monday. I know we took a break for the 4th of July, but I'm really excited for this next study of Esther and for you to hear it so we can study this book together. Let me know too what you thought about today's episode. My DMs and email are always open to hear from you um, or too if you want to list or list, put, write, I don't know, a review, um, whether it's a comment on YouTube or a review wherever you listen to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I hope and pray that you were encouraged and equipped by this episode. If you have questions, again, feel free to DM me, to email me, um, and two, of course, as always, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the She Lives Purposefully podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode and feel free to leave a review um, as well. Friend, live for Jesus well, live purposefully, and have a fantastic rest of your day. <laughs>